Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Obsessively Outspoken Podcast. As always, I am your host, Rem, and today I am joined by my co-host, Yellow. Today we take some time out to discuss the sudden passing of 26-year-old Pittsburgh rapper Mac Miller. We also look at Elon Musk and talk about the future of Tesla after investors worry about his recent public behavior. Next up, we highlight the Nike deal endorsement with Colin Kaepernick and what this means for the quarterback slash activist moving forward. Lastly, we delve into yet another cop shooting and we break down the nuances of the Me Too Times Up movement. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. Enjoy. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is the subject of a new controversy after he appeared to smoke marijuana during a podcast interview. Musk was a guest on the Joe Rogan Experience Thursday. And on Friday, Tesla's stock also took a hit, plunging more than 6% to $263 per share. Meg Oliver has more on Tesla's ongoing struggles. Meg, good morning. Good morning. Rogan's interview with Musk was in California, where recreational marijuana use is legal. But this is one of many PR troubles for Elon Musk and Tesla. The company's debt was downgraded to junk status in March by Moody's Investor Service. Musk even joked the company was bankrupt in a tweet on April Fool's Day. It all makes you wonder if Tesla could go up in smoke. So my question to you is, should investors be worried? And is Elon Musk's business ventures in danger? or people making a bigger deal than what it really is? Well, I'm sure that doesn't start at overnight. He's, he's always been like this. Uh, so um, I don't see any reason to be worried or fearful of anything. I think that's what gives him his edge. You know, uh, the, uh, the work is not being helped by, is not being done by him. It's been done by other people who are more focused on um, their their jobs. But, but uh, would so, you say his his behavior has been odd? Because I believe one of the um, men who rescued the kids in the cave, he kind of had like a back and forth and said some inappropriate things. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Yeah, like he called one of them a, a pedo, like short for pedophile. And it was just kind of weird. And I'm like, uh, I mean, the whole smoking, I actually saw that episode on a Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, I didn't really think it was a big deal, but I guess people, investors and everyone else is looking at his, his, um, his judgment. Like, you know, was that a good judgment call? I mean, I don't know. Like, I know you follow him more closely than I do, but you're saying it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not. But I don't. I don't follow him that close. <laughs> I, I I probably know. I know the companies that he deals with. You know, Tesla, um, Solar City, um, SpaceX. But and, uh, and he also, also was the co-founder of PayPal. Right, right. Um, it was him and uh, somebody else. Um, I forgot the other guy's name. But um. He also he was a guy that he was also behind Hulk Hogan, um, you know, suitcase against Gaka. Uh, okay. The, the the other member of um the PayPal um investor. But anyway, that said, um, yeah, this you know, I mean, I, I don't see nothing really wrong with that. It wasn't like he was taking like uh, like a, a harder drug than that. I mean, 
you, you have uh, a lot of people do is, is um smoke weed. Weed is weed is like the more more common drug, a socially common drug there is. You know, I I don't really see nothing more, uh, wrong with it. I do think he need, he may need to slow down with his work work ethics. You know, putting all his hours in. Um, uh, yeah, he said he said one hundred and twenty, and I thought that was I'm like really, dude. Anybody will be short tempered. You know, and and for him to be in that position, I'm sure he's a micromanager. He's short tempered. He's dropping f bombs all over the place. I'm sure he's not making the work environment pleasant. So, like you were about to say, he needs to dial it back some. Yeah, he does. He does. But um, I, I won't be too alarmed. You know, it's just I. He did, he just needs to um, like you know, refocus, and you need you, know, you need to take some time off. You know, he, he's, he's, he, I understand he got big goals and big dreams, but he's doing a, but, uh, you know, he's doing too much. But here's another thing that had um, investors alarm was when he said he was going to take Tesla private and he, uh, through a tweet and, um, investors was wondering like, where is he going to get the money to take it for, um, thing? And he was claiming that he has his, um, financial backings lined up to, to do it. And, they wanted. They was considering um, investigating him on on concerning that. Um, you know, they, that's that was one of the things that triggered that. You know, because I guess he was not you know um, happy with the performance of Tesla, and he thought you know Tesla could do much better if he took it private, and that's that that would have triggered a lot, because then you got people that own Tesla stock now like whoa. Um, we're gonna benefit off of this, um, you know, thing. And he was, he was, he was claiming how much he's gonna um, take it um, private for. So you know, that's chances of people earning, making money, or break, or or losing money. So you know, that was a big thing that he just let out, and he did it unconventionally through a tweet. You know, that's not normally um, done through a tweet. You know, so. Um, <clears throat> You know, so you, that, you, you you think he's still going to be okay, or this is just like a phase he's going through, but there's no need for alarm. Like, what what is your prediction for Tesla in the future? Do you think it has long-standing, um, you know, success and it's gonna is gonna flourish, or do you think it's gonna actually? Well, they have they have ground, groundbreaking technology because uh, they put electric cars on the map. They were the first company to successfully put um, electric cars, on, you know, in the, in the automobile industry. And they, their technology, they have also licensed out the or given out the technology uh, for free. So um, they have some kind of st- stability, some power yeah. here. Now, uh, I know they're saying that Tesla is losing money uh, big time. Yeah, I keep but, hearing that. But... Um, Tesla, uh, maybe in the, the short term, it, it might be an issue, but in the long term, they're going to make their money back because Tesla has um, the, the long term game, they'll be fine. You know, um, it's probably the short term goal thing because what, one of the problems was that they, the, the car that they, would, that was, they were supposed to come out with and make it acceptable for, um, you know, it, affordable electric cars. Uh, they they ran into some problems with that with that, you know. If you can't you know sell to the masses, you won't have a problem. But Tesla has an edge already because the mere fact that 
Tesla don't use the dealer services. They sell their cars directly from the company. You, you don't have to use it. They don't, they don't use dealers. And they had ran into uh, uh, problems with, you know, being able to set that up. But they, they somehow are able to um, have their own dealership as opposed to, you know, um, um, outsourcing that. So they, the profitability for that company would be much more at a, to their advantage because, you know, um, it's not like you, you, you got to mark it up and they, somebody else make a profit. It's from production, whatever it costs them to produce the car to uh, the market they're selling the car for. That's, that profit margin is theirs. So you so, think they're going to stay competitive and be in the running for a long time to come? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to that's be the, the, the future. Electric cars so is going is, is to be the future. Because one of the things with these cars is that if you into horsepower, these cars have smooth, quick, fast pickups. I mean, electric cars have is much more um, it's faster than a conventional um, uh, car. So you know, people who into horsepower because I've heard people that bought Tesla, and they're saying that they love that car because of the um, horsepower it has. It's much much more faster than a conventional car, and they, they're saying that they won't go back to a combustional engine again after owning that uh, Tesla. I was going to ask you if you have a test-driven one. No. Okay. Have you? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So nothing to worry about. I was just wondering because I know they made a big deal. And then after the Joe Rogan podcast, can't remember the title. This this man, it was maybe executive director or executive CEO. He stepped down after that. So I was like, okay. What is really going on here? But, you know, they're going to stay competitive and Elon Musk is going to, you know, he's the brains behind it. I was, I was just kind of curious because he just kept making news. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's going to make news. I mean, well, <laughs> he, he's made news. He's always been making news. Just well, I mean, up. I mean, I mean, I mean, negative um, news is what I'm saying. I, I didn't think it was like putting him in a positive light because people kept talking about erratic behavior. Um, but if he's always been that way, and I guess most um, people in his position, that's pretty much, you know, how things work and how they run their day to day operations. But when I heard him say 120 hours a week, I was like, what? When do you sleep? No wonder why you're on Ambien. And and um, long term, these things, these these drugs ain't the best, you know, um, to be on. Uh, it, it, it you have it does have the uh, side effects, you know. Um, but he needs to chill. He needs somebody. Uh, but you know, at, in that position, there is nobody that that could that's close enough to you that could you know like sit you down and you know you listen. When you have these kind of accomplishments, you become a, you know, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, you, you, you become your own worst enemy because you, 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 there's nobody that's going to tell you not to do it because you, you, you define, you know, all of that. You've done what you wanted to do uh, and nobody, no stumbling blocks. Everybody around you is yes, yes, yes. You know, it's hard to um, really get somebody to tell you, you know what, 
you need to stop. You need to chill. You know, and um, yeah, he needs that. He needs that person to you know sit him down and, and have that conversation with him. You know, and uh, maybe from that point on, you know, you, you know that he listens to, he values their opinion or the um the advice, and um, that's the only way I could see that 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 you could get through to him. But that but working that that many hours, I don't see nothing good coming out of that. That's gonna really screw you over. And I don't think it's. I, I, I'm hoping it's not pressure because he's done. He's performed well under pressure in the past. So I mean, look how many failures um, um, SpaceX had, and he still and he still you know overcome it and end up having a, a, a successful um, space mission. So um, you know, I, I don't know. He just needs he needs to you know you know take it back to. How we started, and you know, dealing with the, the companies from the beginning, and you know, and you know, take it from there. You know, that's that's the only thing I could I could say, or see is going on. You know, he could probably the pressure is just, you know, you need to chill. You know, don't let you know the pressure get to him, or you know, whatever it is. But you know, he just needs a, you know a solid advice. You know, so. So next topic. When Nike announced that Colin Kaepernick would be the face of its new Just Do It campaign, he tweeted this picture with the caption, Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Which is exactly what he did. So this week, Nike debuted a commercial with Colin Kaepernick. And despite the backlash in the wake of Nike's endorsement deal, the sportswear company has reported a 31% increase in sales. After the announcement, many Nike customers blasted the decision on social media. Some filmed themselves destroying the Nike products and claiming they will boycott the company. Nike's decision to team up with the controversial activist does not seem to have hurt its bottom line. So, um, I think this is great for Nike. I really do. And I think it's even better the fact that the the sales have not declined you know so for them to well obviously nike knew that they had something or they wouldn't have done it i mean they're a business when it's when it's all said and done and despite people burning their shoes on camera and boycotting on social media it's good to see that they're willing to stand behind um something and someone so I saw the commercial and I was actually happy that they decided to do that. Now the NFL needs to jump on board. But it just goes to show, you know, you're going to have some people angry. You're going to have some people upset. You're going to have some people who quite don't understand. That's why I felt it was important to repeat myself by saying he took a need to protest racial inequality, social injustice, not the anthem. And I just wish people would, would get that message through their their brains and stop thinking he's protesting the national anthem. He is not. He's protesting racial inequality. So I was happy for Nike to do that. What do you think about the decision? Yeah, it was a good decision. It was a smart decision because um, I was watching a, a YouTube video and this guy was like, you know, the genius part about it is like, if they had jumped on, you know, Muhammad Ali in the past when he refused to go to sign up for the the, um, the, the draft, that would have been a really good move if he had um, did that because, you know, history has 
proven that they would have been on the right side. So I think that um, opportunity missed, and they, they, this is something now that they, they have to jump on, you know, and, uh, and, and um, go with. Because uh, in the future, when you look back, you'll be like, wow, you know, there's actually people thinking like this. And I, I, I believe people are willingly being, uh, you know, um, not wanting to know or want to change the definition. You know, they, they are being, um, you can't talk to them. Well, some, though... some, some people are being ob oblivious, but some people are, you know, the message, anytime when you're trying to stand for a cause, it's always going to get murky. It's always going to get, you know, the messaging is always going to get distorted every single time. And I'll be honest with you, I, I you know, I appreciate Kaepernick for what he's did for what he did and what he's doing. I also wish that there were some communication because I've never heard him speak on it. You know, and I guess he felt like no matter what I say, it's, it's not going to matter. People are going to think whatever they want to think. But I wish that there were more of a strategic um, marketing or or PR in place so that other people won't jump ahead of it and change the narrative. And that's why every time I get on social media or I look at the news or I see people always having to do what I just did, having to say time and time again, he is not protesting the national anthem. And somehow that narrative got out there. And you know, you and I talk about it a lot. When it's out there, it's out there. So... You're right. Some people are oblivious. Some people want are willingly naive and want to believe that it's the national anthem, but that's not what it is. So I'm happy that Nike is standing behind him. And it seems like he has a case because um, he is suing the NFL for, for being blacklisted and it's moving forward. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. I mean, I believe he was blacklisted. I believe that they succumbed, the owners succumbed to the pressure of, of Donald Trump. And of course, when you make it patriot, when you when you put that patriotic, you know, smokescreen on there, you know, no one wants to seem unpatriotic, even though it has nothing to do with with patriotism, um, because you've had um, people of the military come out and said, "Hey, that's why we fight for his right to do that." So, mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get interesting, very interesting. I know two players today on the Miami Dolphins took a knee, and he tweeted them saying, "I, I appreciate it." So it's not going anywhere. You know, you can fine, you can suspend. You know, players are still going to do it. Mm, we'll see. And um. <sighs> Uh, who, who was it that said that you don't let the, um, what do you call it, uh, the, I forgot the wording, but somebody said something in the, the context of you don't let the um, institution run, run by the, the mental um, patients or something in that nature. Mm -hmm. That's all uh, Yeah. And I, that, that is just really bad. That's a really bad optic. You know, um, being in the NFL is not like any regular job. 
you know, even though you're a paid uh, um, employee, it's not like any other job. And you, um, people are not there to, for the, the national anthem. They're there for the game. Now, I don't know why, you know, the, you know, they, they want to make this political. When it, it needs not be political, you know. Um, Everything as, is political in 2018. You know, um, athletes have always been protesting. When you saw um, what was the Olympics, when you saw the raised fist in the 60s, right? You're right. Uh, you know, athletes has always done this. What you're trying to say now, you're trying to you, you, uh, muzzle them from from doing using their platform to do it. It's right. their choice. Well, the Golden State Warriors decided not to go to the White House, and that's tradition. Every time you win the NBA championship, you take a trip to the White House. So there are many different forms of protesting, and people are doing it in other sports. A few years back, Donald Sterling, uh, you know, teams went to the middle of the court and dropped their jerseys on the L.A. Clippers as a way to kind of say, hey, we're standing together against our owner, who doesn't look at people of color in a positive light, his players and the people who attend his game. So you're right. It, it's always, it has always, it has always been um, like a part of sports, basically, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen, but I'm really happy that Nike did what they did. And I think the commercial is great. Um, people are upset because they feel like players get paid enough, well enough to use this as a platform to talk about social injustice. But no matter how much you get paid, you're still going to experience injustice in this country, especially if you are a black NFL player. Just because you make a lot of money, that doesn't that doesn't exempt, you're not exempt from feeling the same thing that a person of color who's, you know, in the lower class feels. That's what they fail to realize. Just because these guys are running up and down the field making lots of money, that does not mean that they're immune to some of the injustices in this country. So you, you got to stop saying that. And because they're on a major platform, they're saying, well, we're going to take this time to bring attention, to bring light to an issue that if, if we don't do it, there's no other, you know, we have a platform. Let, let's use it. Either way, if they didn't do it, then you have certain communities saying, oh, athletes, you know, why are they not speaking up more when they do do it? then, oh, while they're using it, they can't win. They can't win. So stand up for what you believe in, regardless, because people are going to have an issue with you no matter what you do. Yeah. All right. Next topic. All right, Dallas police are planning to charge one of their own with manslaughter. A patrol officer shot her 26-year-old neighbor after she, the officer, entered 
his apartment, allegedly mistaking the apartment as her own. Police say they will identify the officer once she is officially charged. Joining me right now is CNN law enforcement analyst James Galliano. So, James, at first, Alice, police thought this was an officer-involved shooting, but then they realized this is something very different. So what we know is that this one officer mistaked the apartment for her own and then shot the man who actually lived in that apartment. So no one has any answers to the million dollar question. How do you mistaken your apartment for someone else? And I've looked on the news ever since this happened and they keep saying, oh, we're, we're waiting to, we're waiting for answers. No one, and I'm like, I, I just, this is wild to me. And she has a history, and it's back to the same thing. I'm almost tired of talking about it. Um, okay. All right. You see, what happened here is that she was a little too trigger-happy. She's been trigger-happy. You know, her history of being trigger-happy is, you know, is, is, is on the record. And, now, and you live in a place, and you don't even know your neighbors? You don't know your neighbors. You're not. You're not familiar with your neighbors. You don't know the people around you. So, so, so I don't want to get this wrong. Either her, either Amber, the cop, or both of them moved in about a month or two months ago. Now, that's not. That's not making any excuse. But you know, one of them weren't living there for long. But but still, I think a, a, a greater question is. Was the door locked? And how did you enter someone else's apartment that's not yours? I'm still waiting to hear the answer to that. Was the door unlocked? And what happened? Was there some interaction before she, like, I, I don't understand. That, that's that's uh, the height of negligence. That's a high um, negligence. That's total negligence. She deserved to be um, charged with something because that was total negligence. And usually it used to be, you know, when you feel you, you're threatened, you know, with uh, something pointed in your direction, a pistol or you're being attacked by something, that's when you use deadly force. And um, somehow or the other, you know, this... Um, police shooting have become like um, a, a, a norm and it's like the quickest you know thing to um to do so like this right here is a really bad case of police shooting you know and in the um, department uh, case they, they did press charges manslaughter on her and that's appropriate but the, the problem right now is that it's not they haven't they got the warrant, but she's still not um, locked up. She needs to be. Yeah, I, I believe. So it says here that she would likely be charged with manslaughter. The investigation into John's death has been turned over to the Texas Rangers, who said they needed to conduct their own investigation before a warrant for Geiger's arrest could be obtained. It didn't seem like nothing was said. She just pretty much like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to just start shooting. You know, I'm, or, 
what if it, it, it turned out that she had a, a issue with the uh, neighbor and she was like, you know what, I'm going to kill him. And this was just a, a way of trying to get over on that. You know, nothing adds up because if in that case, did you have a word with the guy and say, what are you doing in my place? And he might have said, I'm not in your place. I'm in my place. You know, no words was exchanged. You just the first re reaction was to pull out and shoot. So, you, so, so, so you're right. If I was to walk into the wrong apartment, that was the, that would be the first thing for me is to say, "What the hell are you doing in my apartment?" And that would have solved everything right then and there. There was no words of ex exchange. What? Well, well, do we know that? The I mean, nothing is really, nothing. Nothing has really come out. The, the, the evidence says that because it, um, it, if he responded, he would have told her. So this guy would have stopped her. <laughs> I, I guarantee you. Somebody pull a gun on you. You're going to plead that you, you know, so you don't die. You're going to plead and make your case. Well, please don't shoot me. Please don't this. Whatever the case is. Then you'll have an exchange of words. Well, why are, you, why are you in my place? Or whatever the case is, right? In that conversation, she would have realized she's making a mistake. But there was, there had to have not been any conversation taking place. That was just a pure reaction. There's no way you, you, you have a conversation taking place, and this woman will just go ahead and just um, take this guy's life. They had to have not had a, a, a thing. That was just that that came up with just a, uh, a um, reaction to what she think was going on. Uh, that it has to be because I don't and, see. Huh? And what and what do you think is is her reasoning? Because they always say that if you feel like your life is threatening, threatened or in danger, then the shooting is justified. Like, hypothetically speaking, what scenarios can we come up with that once she opened up the door and entered into another person's apartment, how was her life in danger? Are you saying as soon as she saw someone else, regardless if, if he lunged at her or if he picked up an item, as long as she walked in, saw someone in, in what she thought was her apartment, she thought automatically her life was threatened and just start shooting. That's what basically what you're saying. Yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah. And, and if that's the case, the, but, but once again, it's her word against his. And he's deceased. No body cam. Well. No, no audio. Well, it wasn't a just, a just killing. It wasn't because she said she made a mistake. She said she made a mistake. I, when, I think she said she made a mistake. Did she say she made a mistake in killing him or made a mistake in walking into someone else's apartment that she thought was hers? In either case, she's still wrong. Because for this to keep going on and on and on, and at this point in time, you know, were you tired of talking about it? You're just tired of talking about it. And, um, you know, nothing is happening. Nothing at all is happening. You know, like, it's like, this is the new normal, accept it. Accept it as what it is. Right, right. It, it, it's really become the new normal. I mean, it's happening too frequently not to be normalized. And it seems like every week on the podcast, we're talking about another shooting or, or another incident, you know, with, with, with a cop and, 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 and something being you know, some discrimination happened. It's just like, come on, man. Like, let's get past this. Like, this is just, this is too much now. So we'll, we'll see.
people who have committed, you know, uh, criminal offenses definitely should be treated to criminal court. And th that's the only place you get due process. All this other, like, screaming and yelling about whoever got, didn't get due process, you know, Al Franken didn't get due process, uh, Matt Lauer didn't get due process, uh, Mark Halperin didn't get due process. There's no due process for losing a Remember job. Remember Mark Halperin? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I think we err on the side of listening to women, not believe all women, that's not a thing, no one says that. But listening to women, letting right. women speak, but and finding out if they're telling the truth, using reporting to find out more, I mean, that's what's got to I must happen. tell you, the way you, like, lumped there Al Franken in the same sentence with Matt Lauer, and somebody else, and it just bugs right, me. Mark Halpern. Yeah, because it just, I just don't think Mark Halpern and Al Franken are the same guy. I really don't. Well, they're, they're not. And, but and, I'll tell and you, I don't. But I'll tell you, know, you that they both, what happened with both of them is they lost their job, which is a bad thing, but it's well, not like a lifetime tragedy. Like, I've lost lots of jobs, quite frankly. Um, is, and uh, I, I think. It's a pretty that, big tragedy for the Democratic Party to lose a, a leader like that. At what cost do you keep a leader like that? And I'm a I think it was an incredibly dumb play by the Democratic Party in this case. It's not about whether it's dumb or smart. It's like the right thing to do. I'm a constituent of Al Franken's. I voted for Al Franken. But I didn't know those things about him. If he runs I still don't know those things. I know what a few people said. You know, there's... You know, as Al, I think, has said... They're, just they're... that picture alone was enough for me to, like, reconsider my vote. For the him. picture was just a joke. <laughs> really, that... You can't get by the picture. You know, the, the one You've where never... he's doing that... I, you know what? I can't get by it. It's really? Just, I that's, can't. That's a, that's it's, somebody it's... should lose a Senate job for, for taking Especially that... Especially lose a Senate job for that. We should hold it's... those people to higher account. But he was a comedian at the time. He's... T it's that's... just... It's a, it's a threat prank. Bill Maher is a big supporter of Al Franken and, and said we need him because, like, we can't keep eliminating our best people, you know, because of, you know, um, stuff that, you know, minor little stuff. Now, granted, he was pulled down because of, you know, the, the, the big, um, with the, the, the youth Me Too movement. The, he was tied in with that. And, like, we, we both agreed that you know, he's no um, Harvey Davis. Not Harvey Har Davis. Was Harvey, <laughs> Weinstein. Harvey, Weinstein. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Right, right. Harvey Weinstein. You know, and for them to go after him. Now, looking back at, at his, his situation, it doesn't seem like it's, it, it, it matches up. It doesn't seem like the level of uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Well, well, no, 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 no. No one ever said that. No one said it was the level of Harvey Weinstein. They're, they're making it out. They're making it out to be. No, 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 they're not. They're just saying that both are wrong. There's just one level of wrong is different than the other. But both is wrong. That, that's what people are saying. But people are not lumping him. And I think that's my issue with, with Bill Maher. I don't think a lot of people are lumping them together. I think people can understand that one is rape. Or, or alleged rape, and the other is just a bad joke. So the picture that was circulating the internet was a bad joke on Al Franken. He, his hands were pretending to cup the woman's breast. It, as you said, it, it wasn't touching the breast. She was supposedly sleeping, and his head is turned around to the camera laughing. It was a, a, a bad judgment call on, on his part. But I don't think anyone is really trying to lump them together. I think the Me Too movement, there are degrees. Okay. There are levels of degrees. It's not all the same. 
Yeah, but, but it was a bit of an overreaction to get rid of him, wasn't it? I mean, if you're going to compare it to one side, the other side of the political aisle that really, you know, they kind of take in and embrace when, 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 when they, when somebody of their me- member of their party, you know, does something, then sure, there's a cover up, there's this, there's that. Yeah, but I still think it was bad. Like, he didn't allegedly rape anyone. But it was just a poor, it was a, it was a egregious error of judgment on his part. And I, and I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to come back. But he was even remorseful and said there were some things he said and did that wasn't in, put him in the most positive light. Well, know, you, what, you, was, it, was, it, was it criminal? No, but it was still a poor um, thing of judgment on his part. You know, horse playing is silly playing. You know, play, horse playing sometimes, if, if if that had never been public, if that had never came out uh, in the public, that was just between them, I don't think it would have everybody would have been making a big well, issue. Well, 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 no one, well, no one would know. Well, no one would know. No one would know. That's like saying if the um, uh, Hollywood tape um, never came out, no one would make a big deal about Trump on tape. Yeah, because no one would know about it. Yeah, so but that's... but 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 okay. So you you've done silly stuff before, you know, horseplay and do some um, silly stuff. Would you like you you know it was stupid, but at that point in time, between you, your peers, it was funny then for that point. But if I was to take that and put it under the um, thing, I'd show you in that light of doing something I, still stupid. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I I agree. I always say that when you go back five ten years, you don't give people. A t- time to grow and evolve if you're still judging them on something they did 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I, 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 got, I, I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. But I can also see why, I can also see how some people felt that that was inappropriate. Um, that does, the, does the crime match the punishment? You know, maybe not. And that's a different conversation to have. But I still feel like if you're a public servant, you got to be very, very careful. If you if you if you're out there, like if you took a picture of me and put it out there, no one will really care because no one really knows me, unless it was something that was just really really, you know, heinous. But for you to be in the public eye and a public servant, you have to be mindful. That that was that was weaponized. They used that weaponized. If you had power, they would have used whatever um, um horseplay and use it against you to to take you down. You know. Because only people that with, with power is who. Well, that's just, what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not visible. I'm not famous. I, I don't have any power, so no one will really make a big deal. But I think if I was a person of power, then the first thing people would say, and to some degree they're correct, is that that behavior comes from the power that you have. So a lot of these a lot of these cases that are coming out and see K. Louis made mention of this. He was like, I, I realized it was wrong to masturbate in front of my female coworkers. And I also realized that it was the power that I had over them that was also wrong. And so when you're a public figure with some type of power, that's what usually happens. And you think that type of behavior would just go on unnoticed until it, it, it circulates in the internet a few years back. That's why you have to be very careful. So I'm not I'm not I'm not demonizing Al Franken. I'm just saying that he should have had better judgment at that time. 
is he going to go away for good? No, I think he's going to come back. But I just, well, I just, well, my 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 gripe is the fact that Kristen Julian, um, senator of New York, she created this whole thing to add pressure to get rid of him. Well, they're going to do that. I mean, that's that's what people do. I mean, it, it, that was you know, overreacting. That was a bit of an overreaction. Yeah, but he gave them ammunition to overreact. And just because you're a comedian or in your past life or, or past career you're a comedian, that doesn't mean that you can take that into your new line of work because things work differently as a comedian and a politician. And he should have he known better. But I am not in no way, shape or form saying that Al Franken and Harvey Weinstein or on the same level of, of inappropriate behavior. No way. But are both inappropriate? Sure. But there are degrees of inappropriateness. One is higher than the other. That's all. And I just, I, you know, you and I keep talking about it. You got to be very careful when you use being a, 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 a comedian as somewhat licensed to make jokes that you think is funny and that because the, the lady was sleeping. I think if she was in on the joke, whether it circulated or not, it wouldn't make a difference because she was in on it, meaning you got her permission. Let, uh, let me ask you a question. Right? Um, like, like what, what kind of harm did she do? He, did he do to this lady? What, what kind of harm was it? He didn't do any harm to her. He didn't do any harm to her, right? Right. So okay, so then if he didn't do any harm to why we why are we having this conversation? I, I that's a very I that I don't understand that because there are plenty of sexual harassments without any physicality whatsoever, but through words you can harass a person. That that's the that's a very poor argument. No, 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 no. You don't no, have no. to touch someone physically. You can harm them other ways. There's emotional abuse. There's verbal abuse. There are many different abuses. So so physical. if this woman if this woman got up and she saw the picture. What do you think she's going to say? She's going to say, um, I was taking advantage of when I was sleeping? No, no, no. But what, what, it's just, it's just, it's what, what I'm saying is what he did was inappropriate. Let's start there. Do you believe it was inappropriate? Yes or no? Because I think, I think we got to start there. It wasn't inappropriate. It was but, or it wasn't? But, but it was, it, it was, but before I say, I, I say it was, right? I want to tell you this. You don't, you don't know the, the relationship he and her had because she never spoke about it. She never said that was fine or she never said, you know, we play around like that uh, all the time. Right, but, right, but, he, but he talked about it and he said it was bad judgment. He was remorseful. The next woman... Then this woman also said, you know, she, 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 she no, no, I, you know, actually, there's more than one woman, so I'm, I'm getting them confused. So, um, and, 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 that, and that's another thing, too. I always say um, size matters. When you have more than one person coming out, that's not a good look because it's not a one time thing, it's not a mistake, it's a pattern. So, 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 so we shouldn't go any further. If it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. 
it was just inappropriate. It was inappropriate, but it was not and, and sexually. Say, um, it's, it's still inappropriate. It wasn't inappropriate. rape. It's still it wasn't, inappropriate. It's wait, still wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I no, agree. No, it's inappropriate. You keep coming back. You keep coming back talking about what she Okay, but, but that no. That means nothing. That wait, means wait, absolutely wait. nothing. You should have never brought that up. Wait no. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, the YouTube movement, right? Let me get this right. It's about people in position, in power position. It's, it's, it's taking advantage of women that uh, may be less of power. And um, the, uh, um, in the Harvey Weinstein case, he has a rape case against him. He's, he's, he's pressuring people to sleep with them. Um, he's strong-arming them. Did he do all of that? Did he rape the, uh, any woman? Did he um, try to... Did he force himself what, what, on what, 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 what I'm saying is there are other ways to harm a woman than sexually or physically. That's but, all but, I am saying. But, but, there are but, many different types uh, of abuse. Uh, uh, agree, agree, agree. So, but, so why but, are you bringing up to me? Why are you bringing up to me was she physically harmed or not? Because I am you that has nothing. Let me talk. Why don't you let me talk? You you keep talking over me. Let me talk. This is the thing about it. What I'm saying is that they, they put him with the the uh, Me Too movement, right? And would you say he's not part of that? Um, that he doesn't fall in that category. I understand all of this. It was inappropriate. He shouldn't have done that. He agreed. He said he, he should not have done all of that. But he's not. You cannot put him together with the the Me Too movement, um, and, and he, he he's on the um, opposite side of that. His thing is something totally different. I did not think that it, yeah, it was yellow. just. Listen to me. Listen to me. The Me Too movement is very broad. There is a spectrum. Okay. The Me Too movement is not just for women who were either physically or sexually abused. There is a broad spectrum of harassment, abuse, and inappropriate behavior. And I am simply telling you that Al Franken and Harvey Weinstein fall on different sliding scales on the spectrum. The, the, the Black Lives Matter movement is not just about shooting unarmed men. There is a broad spectrum of racial inequality. It can be discriminating against a person of color when it comes to hiring them for a job. It can be, you know, uh, calling them uh, a nigger um, out in public. It can be shooting them. It could be um, beating up a black person just for the simple reason that they're dark skinned. There is a number. It's not just one thing. And of course, shooting a person of color because they're a person of color falls on a different sliding scale on that same spectrum than not hiring a person of color because they're dark skinned or they're black or they're African-American. You can, it's broad enough to fit everyone in there without trying to equate the two. So once again, Al Franken and Harvey Weinstein are not on the same uh, spot on the on 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 the on the spectrum, but they are both on the spectrum. So, you, so, 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 so you're telling me that it was justifiable that you could you could put him in with the We Too movement? Is, is that what you're telling me? Jesus Christ! Is, is, is that what you're telling me? 
That's exact, that's a, that is exactly what I'm telling you because the Me Too movement is not just about rape. The Me Too movement is about everything. The, the times the times up. Um, the Me Too. It's it's broad, and 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 it's not just about not hiring a woman because um, she's a woman. It's it's any type of discrimination involving the female gender. Okay, and there, so, and, and there are many, there are many different biases. There are many different um, offenses that can fall under Me Too or Times Up. All right, so let me ask you a question, right? So if you also hand out punishment, right, between um, the two of them, would you give them the same amount of punishment? Oh Jesus Christ! I, you, I, I'm I, just I, asking I, a question. No, well, I'm, 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 I'm saying Jesus Christ, because if you've been listening to what I've been saying, you're going to know that the punishment is not going to be the same because the offense was not the same. Okay, well, I want to say this. You know, I heard you loud and clear, but I will, I will tend to agree to disagree with you. Uh, I think it's, it was a bit of a, a, a overreaction. You know, I didn't think that it was warrant for them to um, go to that deep end and, and, and do whatever whatever the case is with them, right? And I'm sure if you were to go look into his past, he might have made some bad jokes or, you know, and you could have also used that against him too because of, you know, his former career. And um, I think even though he did what he did, and he, he said it perfectly, you're coming after me when you have a, a guy in the White House or the Oval Office, he said, that, you know, um, brags about grabbing women by the, the genitals. And there's room for him, too. You're not agreeing to disagree with me because we both agree. I'm not saying that the over, they, didn't, they, they, they did not overreact. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about appropriate, inappropriate behavior. There are degrees of inappropriate behavior. There is, you have Donald Trump, you have Harvey Weinstein, and you have Al Franken. Are they all the same? No. All right, good. So, so we're on the same page. But they, um, can, they can all fall under either Time's Up or the Me Too movement. That's all. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's much broader than that because it's not just one type of discrimination. It's not one type of harassment. There's verbal harassment. There's sexual harassment. There's physical harassment. There's emotional harassment. And all fits under there. So whether a person was a woman was raped or, or she was emotionally abused, th there's there's a uh, there's there's space on that sliding scale on that spectrum for both. All no, right. no, no one woman or, or man or minority group has because, and I'm I'm so glad you brought this up because I think we have to stop we ha we have to start understanding that. In, in, in my mind, I'm not one to say that rape, sexual rape is worse than emotional abuse because that's all depending on the victims. I would automatically think that it's the person who's been physically raped versus emotionally abused or verbally abused is gonna is gonna have more pain. But I don't even want to go there. I'm saying it's all bad. 
It's all bad. Now, is it is it is it is it bad on the same level? Once again, that that's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying that what Har what what Al Franken did was it worse than what Harvey Weinstein did? Was it just as bad? No, but it's still bad. And I think that's where we're trying to say, oh, what this person did was worse. So why anybody looking at me? Well, because what you did was still bad. Is it worse? Is it as bad? No, but there are degrees of bad. And that's what we have to be mindful of. And I think if a person shoots, a, 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 if, a, if a Caucasian person shoots a, a person of color because they're, un, they're unarmed and they're, and they're black, yes, that's really bad. A life was lost. But also discriminating against a person of color when it comes to a job or when it comes to you know, dating your daughter or whatever it may be, that's bad as well. That's, that's bad. Is it as bad as losing a life? No. But let's recognize that there are many different types of discrimination and biases, and they can all fit under some point on the, on the, on the spectrum. So I'm just saying, when you said, was she physically harmed, it just made it seem like, well, what was the big deal? Why did she even mention it? And I'm saying there are many different versions of being harmed. I have never been in a, in a relationship where I've been physically abused, but I've been in an, in an, I've been in an emotional abusive relationship and it's fucked up. It's bad. Now, was I in a relationship where the woman took a, 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 a hammer to my skull every day? No. But what I went through was still bad. And for somebody to say, well, were you sexually harmed? Were you physically harmed? It almost seems like they're trying to minimize my pain and my experience in that, in that particular relationship. No, that wasn't what I, the, the point I was making. That was the point you took. Well, um, that's, well that, that, I'm just telling you that I'm just trying to make you clear it up because that's were you? That's what you were alluding to. That's why I said, why even bring that up? And um, uh, uh, let's not forget, um, one of the people that uh, one of his accusers didn't really have great credibility to begin with, because it was um, said um, that um, before the case came up, Roger Stone said. Um, it was already alerting to people that it was going to happen because uh, apparently him and her had conversations about it. And knowing that he is coming from the political um, world, this is some motivation for him to salivate on or make a, a big thing. So well, one of the things that Bill Maher said, which is really good, is that in 2018, that doesn't mean that women have lost the ability to also lie. So, like, that was a good point because he, um, she didn't really, her credibility wasn't that great to begin with. I'm not, this is two different people I'm talking about here. So one of the, uh, his accusers, right? And the other one was like, he, he had drifting hands uh, and stuff. Sometimes, sometimes you could be accused of stuff that it was not even deliberately done. So this, that was a little vague. So we don't know. You know what I'm saying? 
Right. No, I'm 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 pretty sure there have been cases where either the victim either stretch the 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 the, the, the truth or or embellished or or made it up altogether. I'm not saying that that does not exist out there. I think with with every form of discrimination or bias, you're going to have people taking advantage of those situations. I'm not I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I am focusing on the ones that he admitted to and was remorseful for. I'm not talking about the ones who lied because that's not what he admitted to. And those those people, I mean, people are going to believe them whether they have credibility or not. I'm not talking about them. They're, they're, they're out of here. I don't want to give them any shine. I'm just talking about the, the, the cases that he himself talked about. So, okay. Let, let's see where we are right now. Should we give, should we give um, Thompson a, uh, uh, a second shot? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I am not opposed to that at all. At all. I am not opposed to that at all. All right. So. I mean, and, and, and to be to be honest with you, uh, I think he stepped down because he knew it was drawing negative attention to his base and the party. And I think he did not, he felt like it would probably be a better It'll be it'll be better for me to step down than continue to have this cloud, not just surrounding me, but everyone who I'm associated with. <laughs> and after a while, things come down. He'll 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 come back. He'll come back. And I think I think that was smart because that's you know if people want to go after him and people want to overreact like you're saying and and he even admitted to some things. Maybe it's best that you you know you kind of go away, let the dust dust settle. You come back. And you and you you start over. I'm not opposed to that at all. Okay, and let the people let the people decide to reelect him. And that also truly said that he's forgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, Marion Black smoked crack and got his job back. <laughs> so if he can, if Marion Black can be found, no, Marion Barry, right, Barry, right? Washington. Right. So, so, so the mayor of, of Washington back then, um, Marion Barry, if he can be found in a hotel room with prostitutes smoking crack and get reelected, then for sure Al Franken can be reelected. Absolutely, absolutely. How the hell Marion Barry get his job back? Smoke crack got his job back. your job back. That's right. They're not going to trust you around the Happy Meals. They'll send your ass to Hardee's. Smoke Crack got his job. All I want to know, who was so bad? Who ran against him that they lost? Who was so bad they lost to a crackhead? What was that campaign like? What was they on hell? Smack!
Mac Miller. I don't know if you know. He was a 26-year-old rapper from Pittsburgh. He died Friday at his Los Angeles home. The apparent cause of death was a drug overdose. And so he was found unresponsive in his home located in the uh, 11600 block of Valley Crest Drive in Studio City. Uh, an autopsy is pending and the cause of death has not been determined. Mac Miller, whose real name is Malcolm McCormick, had publicly struggled with substance abuse throughout his career and had a well-publicized DUI arrest in May of Miller had been open about his addiction issues in the past and had discussed his dependency on lean, a combination of codeine and promethazine extensively. So I wasn't the biggest fan, but I did like a lot of his music. I just wanted to point it out because he and Wiz Khalifa really helped put Pittsburgh on the map. And I just felt like it was another rapper gone way too soon. So just kind of wanted to, you know, Put that out there. Have you heard of Mac Miller? I, I don't know him. Um, all his music. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was a uh, it was sad because when you hear about everything that everyone is saying about him, he seemed to be like a really cool dude. And I'm gonna go back and revisit a lot of his music. He had a, he had a few um, I would call fairly um, uh, some some hits. Um, and he just dropped a uh, new album this past August, I believe. So this whole thing with lean and, and codeine and promethazine, I just, I never quite understood it, um, but it's just unfortunate. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there. I'd rather be the corny white rapper than the drugged out mess who can't even get out of his house. Overdosing is just not cool. There's no legendary romance. You don't go down in history because you overdosed. You just die. 